On a fateful night, Christina Grimmie, a young and promising singer, was brutally murdered. She was attacked by a deranged gunman as she finished a performance in Orlando, Florida. This event shook the music world and caused widespread shock and horror. With many questions surrounding the motive of the assailant and the viciousness of the attack, the Christina Grimmie case left the world in mourning and concerned about security at public events. Why would a young and talented singer like her be subjected to such a brutal attack? And what happened afterwards? In our segment today, we will delve into the Christina Grimmie case, one of the most heinous and heartbreaking crimes in music history. We will provide you with chilling details about the case and try to uncover the truth behind the death of Christina Grimmie, a rising music star known to the world. Folks, we hope you enjoy your stay in New Jersey. When it comes to opportunities to enjoy the great outdoors, New Jersey has a lot to offer thanks to its 11 state forests and 39 state parks. And there's a lot going on here from an economic point of view as well. As a result of its strong presence in the pharmaceutical, biotechnology, information technology, and financial industries, the state of New Jersey is a leading participant in the contemporary market. To add to this, it is also an essential condition from an agricultural point of view, which further demonstrates its significance. Just in the previous year, the state of New Jersey generated more than 46 million pounds, which is equivalent to 21 million blueberries. That much would be sufficient to pack the bell tower of Big Ben to capacity eight times over. Okay, so that took me longer to calculate than I anticipated, and it's possible that it has absolutely nothing to do with this topic. But despite that, New Jersey's agricultural interest in the market has given it the nickname of the Garden State of America. It is also the home state of a large number of famous people, including Christina Grimmie, Shaquille O'Neal, Whitney Houston, Peter Dinklage, and Danny DeVito, amongst others. Christina Victoria Grimmie was born to Tina and Albert Grimmie on March 12, 1994. Her full name is Christina Victoria Grimmie. While her father was employed at Verizon Communications, her mother, Tina, worked in the reception area of the company. Christina's ancestry included both Italian and Romanian bloodlines. She and her elder brother Marcus spent their childhood in Malton, New Jersey, and the two of them have a very strong friendship throughout their lives as siblings. There are a number of factors at play here, but the primary one is that the family has been going through a rough patch ever since Christina was barely one year old. It was a terrible turn of events, but Tina, her mother, was eventually diagnosed with breast cancer. She would, however, emerge victorious on both occasions, as her cancer would go into remission in 1995 and then again in 1998. Both times, she would beat the odds. But being confronted with such a terrible illness, would push the Grimmy family's appreciation for life's fleeting nature and the value of time to the forefront of their minds. They were always grateful for the days that they had together and loved one other beyond limit. As a direct consequence of this, Marcus and Christina became the best of friends. Even at an early age, 
it was clear that Christina has a remarkable aptitude in the field of music. Even though she was only six years old at the time, her father was able to identify this. By the time she was 10 years old, she was already an accomplished pianist. While Christina was a student at Bethel Baptist Christian School, her love of singing and music continued to develop and bloom. In addition to this, her parents were very supportive of her dreams, and they said that deep down, they knew she would go on to become a singer who is renowned on an international level. It was in the year 2009, when Christina was just 15 years old, when she posted her very first video to YouTube for the very first time. She had already been making films for a short while, and she shared them with her family, friends, and acquaintances. However, a few of her close friends have advised that she begin uploading her films on YouTube because it was a great opportunity to make a name for herself outside the narrow circle of people she could influence. It was on July 17, 2009 that she posted her debut video, which was of her performing a cover of Hannah Montana's Don't Want to Be Torn, and I'm going to be playing on piano. And even if any of the notes are off, it doesn't matter, since I've been playing it for the last, oh, about a week now. Hope you enjoy it. You. When Christina published her debut video, she had no idea what to anticipate happening next. She did not believe that it would receive many views, nor did she believe that it would lead to anything other than her own personal practice. But she had no idea that the simple act of uploading an amateur video from her bedroom would be the first step in a chain of events that would catapult her into the public eye and put her in the center of attention. Her debut video earned tens of thousands of views in a few of hours after it was uploaded. She was inundated with new comments on an hourly basis, and the number of viewers who were positively affected by her was significant. Christina was inspired to produce more videos as a result of receiving this type of positive feedback. In point of fact, she would become famous after posting her third video, which was a cover of Miley Cyrus's Me Singing Party in the USA. Hi, I'm going to perform Miley Cyrus's Party in the United States of America. When it comes to the higher notes, I don't really feel comfortable singing, and it's sort of challenging for me to do so. My voice has been struggling with a number of annoying issues as of late. Despite that, I really do hope you enjoy it. What about a version of Planet Lax where I can once more access my card and jeans? Where do you see myself fitting in? She had millions of views and thousands of subscribers in only a few short hours after the video was uploaded. Now, Christina was already highly loved among her classmates at school but the overnight surge in views would permanently disrupt this dynamic. Now, Christina was already well regarded among her classmates at school. In a very short period of time, she was able to amass an incredible level of popularity. This, unfortunately, would also come with a few conditions that are not to everyone's liking. As is common knowledge, Attaining any level of fame on the internet will inevitably result in receiving both accolades and insults. And the same might be said for Christina in this regard. Despite the fact that the majority of Christina's new fans admired her, 
there were some people who actively disliked her. Someone had made fun of her voice, personality, nose, or just her recent run of good luck at one point. To put it another way, jealousy. Consequently, Christina withdrew from her previous educational setting about this time and began homeschooling instead. She would be better able to concentrate on her burgeoning music career and steer clear of the unwarranted attention she received in high school if she did this. As a result of Christina's hard work and achievement, both the number of views and subscribers on her channel would significantly increase. And as this was going on, more creative people started taking note of it. This includes attracting the attention of other YouTubers, such Kurt, Hugo Schneider, and Sam Tui, amongst others. Christina worked in the same industry as Kurt, who was a far more significant person there. On his channel, he would frequently highlight the work of other creative individuals. And when he observed Christina, he believed that she would be an excellent addition to the project. He had been putting the finishing touches on a compilation of Miley Cyrus songs. In the end, they decided to work together, and after their first performance together, Christina decided to work with them again later that same year. Kurt, Christina, and Sam performed a version of Nelly's Just a Dream in the month of November in 2010. Not only would these videos introduce Christina to an entirely new audience, but this song in particular would see a meteoric rise in popularity, bringing even more eyes, fame, and attention to the rapidly developing Christina. And now we find ourselves in the year 2011. It was fairly obvious that Christina's fledgling musical career was picking up steam. She reached the milestone of half a million subscribers in January of 2011. And by the spring of the same year, Christina had earned the position of runner-up in the My YouTube competition, falling just short of the winner, who was none other than Selena Gomez. This narrow escape caught the attention of Selena's mother, Mandy Diffie, who was ready to offer her management services to Christina after Selena's daughter came so close to losing her life. It goes without saying that she agreed to take up the offer. And by the time summer arrived, Christina had become Selena Gomez's vocal coach and was frequently seen hanging out with her. Okay, see y'all. Additionally, there is Selena Gomez standing there. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. Good day to you. Selena. Lucky golf. Fabulous. Oh, my goodness, sweetie, you are always so wonderful. It's okay. I'll come over and watch the movie with you. I realize that this has nothing to do with the main plot, but I couldn't help but bring attention to the blooper reel that Christina put together. In no uncertain terms, she has a great deal of talent. But the fact remains that we are all human and so prone to making errors. When you make yourself vulnerable to the people around you by opening up and disclosing your shortcomings, you might experience a profound feeling of connection. And via these video snippets, her genuine, genuine self really comes through in a strong and clear way. I kind of get it now. But what in the world was that? I can't even begin to guess. You are responsible for this. Oh, gosh. 
pro-choice of heart. In addition to that, there is a new I'm not even sure what I want to say right now, there is a new. We appreciate you watching. That is exactly what I just stated. Oh, my gosh. I simply mentioned that. We appreciate you watching. And do again. That was an extremely astute observation. Are you kidding me? I'm doing it. Are you serious? More math. Okay. Don't make a hole in the wall by putting something there. But, yeah. And I keep repeating this throughout the whole thing. In the years that followed, Christina did not let up in her pursuit of her goals. In addition, she and her mother would relocate to Los Angeles in order for her to receive more training and to broaden her professional network. Christina's life became increasingly chaotic throughout the course of the following two years. She became the host of the new online program Power Up that Disney is producing. She published her debut full-length album titled With Love, and she went on many tour dates. She would eventually give a performance on The Voice, garner 2 million followers on YouTube, secure a recording contract with record company Island Records, make many extended plays, eps, and create her first sophomore album. To tell you the truth, the list might go on and on forever. The success of Christina's career was on the rise. Before You Exit was an American pop rock band, and on June 10, 2016, Christina made the decision to play with them at the Plaza Live in Orlando, Florida. The Plaza Live is an ancient theater in the middle of the city. She uploaded a video on Facebook at 2.50 p.m., asking her local admirers to show up to the event and show their support for her. What's the deal with you guys? Today finds us in Orlando, Florida. Please make it a point to attend the show. If you happen to be in the vicinity of Orlando, Florida, we are at the plaza. Please exit the building. She had previously given a performance with Before You Exit during the last two weeks, one of which took place in Toronto a few days earlier and another one took place in New York a few days earlier than that. This was a well-rehearsed show, and it was not noticeably different from any of her other performances in concert because a significant portion of her audience was comprised of individuals who were still in their younger years. The price of admission to the event was kept to a minimum and tickets could be purchased for as little as $15 each. The opening time was the same as always. The venue's doors opened at 6 o'clock in the evening, and Christina was scheduled to take the stage at 7. And when the clock struck 7 o'clock, Christina's presentation sparked an explosion of enthusiasm among the audience. The performance that Christina gave went off without a hitch, and it was helped along by the fact that her brother was performing as the lead guitarist behind her. The audience's expressions revealed that they were feeling pretty affected by her singing. That is, all of them with the exception of one. This motionless figure was discovered at the rear of the main performance hall where it had been standing. This individual, who was observed wearing a checkered shirt, black pants, and a black hat, identified himself as Kevin Loybell. To say the least, Kevin possessed an odd personality. Born on the 10th of March in 1989, in Esti, 
Petersburg, Florida. His mother Nora and his father Paul were responsible for his upbringing. Kevin did not have a very popular childhood, according to the limited information that is available about that period of his life. The vast majority of his fellow students saw him as odd and reserved. While he was growing up, he had very few friends, and he spent the majority of his time instead on the internet. There were issues inside the family, which had become excessively dysfunctional and abusive at times. His mother would hurl dishes at him, beat him with a frying pan, and he claims that she even broke his brother's arm. Unfortunately, his mother passed away in 2010 after an aspirin overdose, which was determined to be unintentional. But Kevin would blame himself for her passing, thinking that he could have done more to dissuade her from taking her own life. Kevin's life was made even more miserable by Nora's passing, and as the memory of her gradually faded from the family's consciousness, Paul began seeing another lady, someone whom Kevin held in contempt. Throughout the subsequent two years and a half, members of law enforcement were dispatched to the location on many occasions. The majority of them were protests against Kevin's violent behavior, and at one point he had even slammed a door on her wrists in order to make his point. As Kevin got closer to reaching maturity, he continued to pull apart from both himself and the rest of society. He stopped going to school, sealed his door and windows with aluminum foil, and spent all of his time playing the video game World of Warcraft on his computer. And despite the fact that he had been successful in landing the part-time job at Best Buy, the supervisors there were not pleased with his work. After some time, they transferred him to the Geek Squad team so that he would not be required to deal with as many clients. Kevin was adrift in an unhealthy lifestyle that he created for himself. And at the age of 25, he had no sense of direction, didn't make any efforts to foster relationships, and didn't have any goals or objectives for his life. Kevin was lost. That was the case up until the year 2015, when all of a sudden, Christina started turning up as a recommendation on his YouTube channel. Kevin fell hopelessly in love with Christina, and it's possible that this was the very first time he'd ever experienced love in his whole life. But of course, this admiration was just one way, and in all honesty, Christina was completely unaware that he ever existed. The unexpected obsession was probably brought on by her passion in gaming, which she had recently developed. However, it wasn't long before Kevin fell in love with everything about her. In point of fact, within the next year, Kevin. Kevin was going to make significant adjustments to his way of life. In an effort to make a good impression on Christina, he underwent eye surgery, shed 50 pounds of weight, had his teeth whitened, and obtained hair implants to cover the thinning hair along his hairline. He even claimed that she was the one who led him along the path to become a devoted Christian. As soon as Kevin's co-workers learned about his illusions and pointed out the remote possibility of him ever being with Christina, he quickly grew protective and even threatened to break their friendships. And in April of 2006, Kevin's one and only body observed the fixation that was spiraling out of control. However, when he asked his manager whether there was anything that could be done to intercede, 
he was told that there was nothing that could be done. Because Kevin was not the aggressor in any way, there was no basis for taking any kind of action. The next month, however, which was May of 2016, brought about an unexpected deterioration in the situation. Kevin decided to equip himself and made purchases of two weapons and a number of rounds of ammunition. And then, after two days had passed, he went out and bought a ticket to watch Christina perform at the Plaza Live. Two days before this performance, he gave his co-worker and body Corey the stack of scientific publications that he had borrowed from him. He expressed his affection for him while also letting him know that he was worn out and prepared to move on. The following day, he proceeded to pack his belongings, which included his newly acquired two handguns, a hunting knife, and three packs of ammunition. And after concealing the hard drive of his computer, he called a cab and made his way to the Marriott Hotel that was located close to the location of the event. He spent the night in this chamber, where there is no question but that he would have been preoccupied with his own thoughts. And this, of course, brings us back to the Plaza Live at a little bit past 10 o'clock at night. On June 10, 2016, before you exit and Christine and I had both concluded their respective performances for the evening. Nevertheless, Christina was engaging in one of the many activities that she excels at, namely, meeting and interacting with her devoted followers. She had set up a table where she could sell and autograph various pieces of products. Kevin was at the front of the line when her brother, the Marcus, who was standing next to her in the booth that she was using, spotted him. He was surprised to see a man of his age here given that the majority of Christina's followers were considerably younger than he was. He felt that was pretty strange. The number of people in line continued to decrease as the minutes passed, and eventually Kevin found himself rather close to the front of the line. When Kevin got closer to Christina, he didn't say anything. He did nothing except look her in the eyes and maintain his icy expression. Instead of saying anything, Christina reached out for a hug in an attempt to dispel the uneasy vibe that was coming off of him. Kevin immediately drew one of his weapons, made sure it was pointed in Christina's direction, and squeezed the trigger. Mark turned around just in time to watch his sister collapse to the ground as cries reverberated throughout the corridor. When he finally succeeded in taking Kevin down, there had already been four more bullets fired. On the ground, they grappled with one another until Kevin was able to escape and get a second weapon. Mark was absolutely certain that he was going to be the next victim and that he was going to pass away for a single second. But instead of calling for help, Kevin squeezed the trigger on his own gun, aiming it at his own head. As soon as the sound of the final gunshot was heard, the father of Before You Departs band members hurried out of the backstage area to see two victims lying on the ground. He discovered that Kevin Loybell had passed away. Christina did have a pulse, although a very weak one. He gave her cardiopulmonary resuscitation, CPR, until the emergency services came, who then took her to Orlando Regional Medical Center as quickly as they could. But unhappily, all efforts were in vain since not long after this, Christina Grimmy would sadly pass away. This occurred shortly after this.
Although at first it wasn't totally obvious who had been shot, it is now clear that many people were hit. Everyone who was at the event and had a direct eyewitness account of Christine of falling to the ground felt utterly hopeless. And when daylight came, millions of people, not hundreds or thousands, were left in a condition of utter devastation. Marcus, who had been there when his sister and closest friend passed away, was at the middle of it all. He was the one who had watched their deaths. A side point. However, there are a lot of videos on the internet that claim this video was filmed only a few seconds before Kevin approached Christina. But a cursory examination of both the ground and the table disproves this assertion. After the terrible and untimely passing of Christina, many unanswered issues would be answered if we initially concentrated on Kevin. Before the 10th of June, were there any steps that might have been taken to put a stop to his behavior? In spite of the fact that he was head over heels in love with Christina, he had never divulged this information to his family, who were equally as surprised as the rest of the world when this event took place. However, despite this, his pal was fully aware of this fixation on the subject. If I'm being really forthright with you, there wasn't much that Dean could have done to stop this from happening in the first place. He had never in his life imagined that the man was capable of carrying out such an act. And the sole red flag was raised when Kevin informed him that he was at the point where he could rise. However, Kevin's whole community as a whole did not succeed in assisting him in obtaining the necessary care for his mental health, despite the fact that it was an absolute necessity. In most cases, there is no single event that clearly demonstrates that a person needs therapy for mental health issues. However, taken as a whole, there were a number of indicators that pointed to his unstable mental state. The next important question, which is perhaps more important in the grand scheme of things, is about safety. Why hadn't Kevin been caught when he entered the event through the front doors? And perhaps more importantly, how did he make it through with that many guns? In Florida, like in the rest of the United States, those who own and operate businesses have a broad legal duty to ensure that both their consumers and their suppliers are safe. In most cases, this will take the shape of a normal contract, which the individuals who were going to be performing at this event would have been required to agree to. It might be argued that both the venue and the performing artists failed to uphold their end of the bargain by enforcing sufficient precautions to ensure the safety of those in attendance at the event. However, the vast majority of the time, performing artists do not need to request extra contract requirements since, very simply, they anticipate that the venue's general management staff will successfully carry out their job responsibilities. Common security methods include illumination, fence, video monitoring, trespassing, and, most importantly in this scenario, inspections and padding down upon entrance, which is often referred to as frisk searching. In addition, trespassing is strictly prohibited. Now comes the part where things start to become awkward. In order to save money, the Plaza Live apparently sacked its whole general management staff just nine days before Christina passed away. Kirk Covid, the former general manager of the Plaza Live, who was terminated from his position, 
stated in an open letter that as of June 1, he was no longer hired by the board as the GM of the venue and that he has not been present on site since that day. The fact that the entire management team of the Orlando Philharmonic was removed on June 1 by the board of directors for the claimed purpose of going in a different path was kept secret from the general public. In addition, I am of the opinion that the individuals who were hired to take over management of the plaza were unqualified, inexperienced individuals. According to the information that is readily available, it would appear that the management switch occurred at an extremely inopportune moment in light of Christina's approaching tragedy. The most glaring warning sign in this scenario was the insufficient pad-down check, which, had it been conducted properly, would have unearthed the fact that Kevin Loyal was in possession of two firearms, a huge hunting knife, and two extra magazines that were loaded. If there had been any serious attempt to pat him down, it would have stopped him in his tracks. On the other hand, it seems that the only items that were inspected that night were bags and handbags. These days, the regulations and legal requirements shift from state to state country to country, and even over time. And although I do not directly or entirely blame the board of directors at the plaza for Christina's passing, I do so at least in the United Kingdom. I can't think of a single instance in which I wasn't subjected to a physical search before being allowed entrance. Additional but less important considerations are also taken into account. Christina was a new superstar on the rise and she got her start in the world of social media and YouTube in particular. And despite the fact that she was making great strides in her professional life, she was still a little celebrity in comparison to greater stars like Madonna or Selena Gomez. The less significant you are, the less cash you will bring in. In addition, the lower your income, the less probable it is that you will be able to purchase personal security. Marcus claimed at the time of Christina's murder that they had never had an unpleasant experience with fans. As a result, this occurrence completely took them by surprise, and it is probable that they had very little need for personal security in addition to the security provided by the venue. Again, if the security at the site were sufficient, then there would be no reason for you to hire a personal bodyguard anyhow. So. Was there any way to prevent all that happened? The simple answer is that it is. However, there are undoubtedly several tiers upon tiers of contributing aspects, all of which interacted with one another in a variety of ways to produce an awful result. Due to the neglect of treatment, opportunity to rescue Kevin's mental health, insufficient adjustments to venue security, and a very unlucky timing, this combination would result in the terrible loss of Christina Grimmie's life. And to tell you the truth, this makes my heart take. In addition to the millions upon millions of people that are her devotees, it is still not entirely known what Kevin's motivation was when he attacked Christina. But in the days and weeks that followed, many began to assume that he was envious and angry because Christina had begun dating a fellow singer named Stephen Reza. So this day, Kevin's motivation is still not entirely apparent, because Kevin's hard drive was never found.
it is highly doubtful that anybody will ever have a complete understanding of the state of mind he was in in the minutes leading up to the murder of the lady he had an unhealthy obsession with. It is heartbreaking that he would do something so abhorrent to someone he seemed to love, which causes one to question whether or not there was really love there in the first place. Christina Grimmie felt as though she could conquer any challenge. She was on the rise rapidly increasing her fame, and had an exceedingly promising future in front of her. It is nearly difficult to imagine that a young lady who had so much promise for her future would have everything ripped away from her at the hands of a deluded and obsessed waste of space. This is almost tough to comprehend since the young woman had so much potential for her future. She was a sweet and caring person who always tried her best to preserve the peace and she possessed considerable talent on a wide variety of fronts. She put forth a lot of effort to get what she desired out of life, and she was successful in doing so. The YouTube channel and the social media profiles that belong to Christina continue to publish stuff in memory of her in a way that is both strong and loving. Since then, the plaza has strengthened its security procedures to the point that its screening process now includes both metal detectors and pat-downs. In addition to that, its back policy was only modified quite lately. But if you ask me, I believe that this is far too little, far too late. Tina, Christina's mother, lost her courageous fight against breast cancer in the year 2018, and regrettably she passed away. Marcus continues to express how much he misses not just his sister and closest friend, but also his mother at this point as well. After the passing of his partner, Stephen has continued to compose music and write songs, despite the fact that he, too, finds it extremely challenging to move on. His latest song, which is titled Hard Mode, is actually rather sincere and quite wonderful. So how do I conclude this whole thing? The situation with Christina is one of a kind and challenging. It is hard to avoid being vulnerable to the thoughts and emotions of other people when you play a character like hers, in which you are required to maintain constant interaction with your audience. Now, while this sort of involvement in the public eyes, in most cases, a good, it has the potential to also be a negative. And Kevin Lobel, of course, is the one who is to blame for this particular calamity. All of this underscores the requirement for everyone, not just celebrities or even YouTubers, to display safe habits online and ensure that no one can find out where they are located. I don't believe that people will ever get over Christina's passing completely, but I do have hope that Marcus, Stephen Budd, and the tens of millions of others who were admirers of Christina may one day be able to go on with their lives. I gotta say, it's real nice of you to tune in for our little presentation today. If you found the info we dropped on you to be interesting, don't forget to smash that like button and subscribe to the channel. And if you ain't done that yet, what the hell are you waiting for? Look at what happened to Christina Grimmie, for example. You think the plaza could have done something to prevent that tragedy? Or are we just gonna blame Kevin's mental state for everything? You got any thoughts on this? By all means, keep me posted down in the comments section. 
I want to give a shout out to all y'all for tuning in. And I swear to you, another case is coming your way real soon. But don't forget, it's important to look out for each other out there. Keep that in mind, you hear. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, stay safe.